Welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I'm your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good. At the time of recording this, it is now officially September. So that means I will allow all the Halloween and fall decorations and talk. I'll allow it now. Um, you know, Disney started doing their uh, their boobash parties in August, and I just can't get into it. I just can't do it. You know, August is still summer to me, way too far away from Halloween. You know, even some of like the stores around here um, started decorating and, and putting out all the Halloween decorations, you know, in early August, which I just don't like that, you know. We live in a society where it kind of seems like we're always looking forward to you know, the next thing, the next holiday, what's next, instead of just, you know, appreciating today. So since it's September, bust out the pumpkin spice lattes and the uh, Halloween movies, I'm uh, I'm for it now. We're going to have another fun episode today, but before we get into it, I want to give it a shout out to someone who left me a review. Uh, if you're not following me already on Instagram, it's Disney World Today. And in the podcast page on Apple, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, you know, check out the uh, my homepage. You can leave me a rating and a review, and I'll shout you out. I uh, got one from CWPLAX25, or CWPLAX25, however you say it. Uh, they left me a, a pretty good review, um, basically saying that my podcast is awesome. Well, thank you. I think you're awesome. Um, and that they liked my honest opinion you know, about Disney and pretty much, you know, I'm not afraid to speak my mind if, you know, I don't agree with something. That's something I really, um, you know, I really try to make a point of. Like, I've said it a bunch of times. You know, I'm a big, huge Disney diehard fan, too. And since I am, you know, a loyal Disney, uh, I think even you said a Disnerd, I think. Since I am one of those, I feel like I am allowed to complain. I'm not going to be you know, one of those people who whatever Disney does, I'm just going to agree with and support and throw my money at. That's not who I am. It's not how I am with anything. You know, I always kind of compare things to sports. Diehard Cubs fan, and guess what? They suck right now, and I complain about it all the time, even though we won the World Series in 2016. We went to the playoffs, you know, four out of five years. We suck now. I'm not okay with that. I'm going to speak my mind. So it's kind of like that with me with Disney. Um, They also said that, They love my listener interaction, which, again, I've always tried to make a point of my podcast, my Instagram page, TikTok. It would be nothing without, you know, my the followers that I have and friends that I've made, you know, doing this. And, you know, this kind of brings up kind of how I got into starting my podcast and why. You know, I used to listen to the first ever podcast I listened to was a Disney podcast. And you've probably heard of it. It's the I believe it's WDW Radio pretty big show, maybe the the most popular Disney podcast out there. And it's a good show and I enjoy it. And I would listen to episodes at work or driving. And, you know, I always just felt like though it was so big that like my voice would never be heard. Like I would have, I would listen to his show and I'd have opinions and, and thoughts and nowhere to really express it. You know, I felt like I was a competent, smart Disney fan who had been there a lot to know the ins and outs and tricks and, and tips but there was like no outlet. Like I felt like my voice just wouldn't be heard if I did have, you know, if I did have thoughts or whatever, but it's kind of why I always try to integrate um, questions or opinions from you guys into each show. Cause 
Isn't it, it's, you know, that's what it's all about. And, you know, on the WDW radio podcast, you know, it's so big, like all of his guests, it seemed like were, you know, in the Disney field or turned, you know, Disney into career. So like he'd have on like, you know, some guy who wrote a bunch of books about Disney or uh, someone who's a Disney historian. Oh, oh, our guest today, you know, writes a magazine that's based on Disney and lives there. And, you know, they're always in the, in the Disney field. And it's like, those guests are cool. Don't get me wrong. I love hearing their stories and hearing what they have to say, but I just wanted something that like people like me could express their opinions and thoughts too. You know, I'm in Chicago working a normal nine to five job, saving up my money so I can go on a Disney vacation every year. You know, just because I'm out of state and I don't work for Disney or I didn't work for Disney and I don't have a uh, um, a prestigious Disney book about, you know, saving money or tips or stories about Disney. Like that doesn't make me a less of a fan. I feel like I'm just as big a, a fan as the guests that were on that show. And that's kind of why I always you know, wanted to do a podcast and wanted to have guest interaction, you know, coming up, um, kind of planning some episodes ahead. Uh, I'm going to have a series that, you know, I'm just kind of going to call, uh, conversations. And it's basically just going to be me, you know, having conversation and talking Disney with normal Disney people. And, you know, actually, uh, one of my guests is going to be one of my best friends who isn't your typical Disney fan. I think that's going to be a fun one. You know, he's uh, the point of view of a casual Disney fan, someone who grew up going to Disney with their family a few times, loved the classic animated movies, and now is an adult. And, like, I want to hear his opinion. What's his opinion on Disney? Why doesn't he go every year? You know, I think that stuff like that will be cool um, instead of the basic, uh, here's your Disney historian guest. So just kind of a a little rant and uh, just a little explanation of why uh, I love interacting with you guys. Appreciate their reviews. Anytime I, I get a review, I'll make sure to shout you guys out on the next episode, and uh, I really do appreciate it. Without further ado, we're going to get into the episode. Top 10 Disney World attraction characters. Now, this is going to be, I'll tell you right now, this was tough for me. This is going to be a fun one. I love lists, top 10 lists. They're all the rage. And, you know, Disney right now is doing that Fab 50 um, kind of character statue reveal, which is why I um, thought this would be a good topic. You know, I was going through and, you know, one of the, they announced that uh, Frozone is getting a statue. And I was, you know, debating on, I think it was Facebook with someone or Instagram. Um, is Frozone really an iconic character that deserves a statue? And I didn't think so. Um, but... You know, that's what these lists do. They create uh, conversation and debate, and that's always fun. So I'm going to dive into it. Top 10 Disney World attraction characters. Wish me luck. Let's go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Before I start the list, we got to go over some ground rules. Now, this is top 10 Disney World attraction characters of all time. 
All right, so any character that was ever in any attraction or pre-ride video is on the table. All right, so pretty basic, all time, makes it a lot more difficult. Um, you know, there may be some on this list that you've never seen or heard of. Um, I'm gonna try to add in some audio, maybe, if I can, if I can find it. Um, I'm an amateur podcast editor, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is going to be tough. I started out by just writing down every single attraction character that I liked and could think of and thought, you know, would be the most iconic. And I think I had like 27 characters, so I had to narrow it down to 10. Um, and like I said, it's top 10, you know, it's like a combination of favorite slash iconic. It's, it's tough to just do iconic or best without like the personal attachment, so... You know, this is my list. It's gonna, it's a combination of the characters that I like and the ones that I think are the most iconic, most popular and the best. So uh, makes for good debate. And uh, when we're done, you guys can uh, give me your thoughts and give me your list and some of your favorite characters. And there's probably gonna be one I miss or uh, probably a few I miss. So uh, bear with me. All right, starting out the list, I'm gonna do my numbers 10 through two, then I'll do some honorable mentions before finally giving away my number one. But I'm gonna start us off here, my number 10. Hi everybody, welcome to the test track. My name is Bill McKim, I'm up here in the control center, in just a couple of minutes you're gonna be out there on that track. But first let's uh, put together your test schedule. These are the same kinds of tests that are run at uh, GM test facilities all over the world. Let's put up the uh, 26 eight. That's right, my number 10 from Test Track, Bill McKim. Now, hopefully you know who that is. If you don't, he was from the pre-ride video for the original version of Test Track. So that was, I believe, from like 1998 to 2012. And then, um, you know, he was the star of the pre-ride video, Bill McKim. You know, he's got to make my list. It's one of my favorites. It was probably my favorite um pre-ride video of all time very quotable you know he's a kind of a, a big name actor now but back in like 1998 i don't think he was um i know he was in the movie the breakup with jennifer aniston he plays her brother he's been in a bunch of things since um but whenever like my family like we see him in a movie or a tv show or a commercial we're like hey that's bill mckim uh we don't know his real name or even any of his other characters names that we know him from test track he had some memorable lines. He talks about, um, you know, back then the original theming of Test Track was it was an actual working, like, General Motors, you know, test facility. So he talks about, like, all the tests you're going to go through, and he, he names the tests. And uh, there's, like, one part where he's, like, uh, throughout two, five, and seven. And uh, his worker that's with him was like, seven? He's like, yeah, seven. Like, it's just small inside joke stuff like that. I believe I have, my sister has a shirt that like says that quote on there and, like the big surprise at the end of the um the pre-write video is he you know tells the the worker that's with him like to throw in some surprise tests so like he's talking and you see that she picks a surprise test and it's like a, a crash test uh, and everyone used to laugh at that part and that's like at the end of the end of the ride before you go outside like the doors open so it played into the theming great you know, maybe not the most iconic character overall, 
Um, he was in a pre-write video that no longer exists. You know, some of the younger fans may not even remember him or know who he was. But to me, it's a sentimental pick, and that's why Bill McKim is my number 10. Here we go, number 9. A perfect example of how I'm making my list. A combination of favorite slash iconic. You know, this character may not be my favorite, but got to put it on here because it's iconic. My number 9. That's right, my number nine, the Country Bears. Now here, I'm, uh, I'm going to group them all together, um, the Country Bears, because that's how we think of them, that's how we see them. The Country Bear Jamboree is, you know, it's an iconic attraction, well, you, whether you love it or you don't. You know, kind of like I said, it's, you know, not necessarily my favorite group of characters, but I do appreciate the show. I appreciate the history of the show. You know, when I was making this list, you know, think of Frontierland. What do you think of? Think of Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and the Country Bear Jamboree. You know, it's a, a set of uh, iconic characters. We don't know how much longer they're going to be in the park. You know, they... Uh, they even made it into a movie in like the early to mid 2000s. Now it wasn't a great movie, but uh, Disney was kind of slumping back then. I think it definitely deserves some sort of reboot. Could be popular, but you know, like kind of like I said, you know, it was their opening day, Walt Disney World, 1971, and it's you know it was ahead of its time when it opened back then. And you know, I just got I got to appreciate the history. It's an iconic group of characters, so my number nine, the Country Bears. Moving right along here to number eight. I'm already looking at my list and uh, contemplating my life. But at number eight, I do have another pre-ride video character who, again, may not be super popular and iconic to you, but this is my list, and he's got to be on my list. Number eight. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to our little trans-dimensional joyride, folks. I'm Dr. Seeger, your friendly controller and a heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you and how you can help me make history today with the Time Rover. It's like this. If I can bring you back from the Cretaceous period, it stands to reason that I can bring back a live dinosaur with you. And not just any dinosaur. Take a look at this guy. That's right. Number eight, Dr. Seeker from the pre-ride video at Animal Kingdom for the attraction Dinosaur. Formerly of Countdown to Extinction, this ride has always had a special place in my heart, and Dr. Seeker has always been a part of it. Now, I don't know if he's iconic to you guys or if he's popular to the masses, but to me, my family, and, you know, again, it's another pre-ride character that we quote to this day. I say all the time, hello there. You know, that's just one of those things. I'll just say it randomly. Um, you know, it's kind of maybe more of an inside joke thing, but, you know, maybe you guys say, you know, say it too or quote, you know, uh, pre-write characters and stuff. Uh, also, like, later on in the video where he's just simply typing and he's like, nope, see, access denied. Like, I've said that multiple times in my life when typing on a keyboard just from that, uh, from that attraction. But, 
you know, I, like I said, it's it's one of my favorite characters. It's it's a ride I love. It's a ride that I've always loved, and it's I think it's a unique ride. And you know, I kind of hope that it doesn't go away. I know there's been some rumor, rumors of that, but you know, it's been with the park since 1998, and now it's just a character that I that I love. And you you hear him throughout the ride. You know, he kind of narrates your journey into the past while you're trying to bring back a dinosaur. So I think that kind of plays a role too. You know, he's not just in the pre-ride video, but it also connects to your actual on-ride experience. And I think that's pretty cool. Fits the theming perfectly. He's kind of like your wacky scientist that's going against the rule, the rules set by uh, Dr. Marsh. So for those reasons, I stand by them. Number eight, Dr. Grant Seeker. Here we are moving on to number seven. And I'm already thinking about how I'm going to get roasted for choosing the uh, characters that I've already chosen. But it is what it is. You may not agree with this one either, but my number seven is... Yep, that's right. Who saw this one coming? My number seven is Donald Duck from Mickey's Philhar Magic, the 3D show at the Magic Kingdom. And in my opinion, the uh, the best 3D show in all of Walt Disney World. It's my favorite. You get to see, you know, all the classic scenes of all of our favorite movies. And I got to say, he uh, he makes my list because Donald Duck is my favorite Disney character, you know, of like Mickey and his friends, like the original. He's always been my favorite. And to see him, you know, pretty much star in his own, you know, Disney attraction, that was always cool to me. You know, when the when the attraction opened, I want to say in like the, maybe the mid-2000s, early 2000s, like it was a big deal. You know, Donald is, is the star, that was pretty cool. You know, especially like towards the end of the show when he gets, you know, launched and ends up in the, uh, you know, the back of the room. You can see his like feet dangling there and you know, that was big. Like, all the merchandise in that store was all Donald stuff. They had, like, Donald Duck hats and Donald Duck shirts where it's like you just see, like, the front of the shirt, you just see his butt and his legs sticking out, like, through the wall. So that was always cool to me as a uh, lifelong Donald Duck fan. And I think it's a, it's an iconic performance. It's a, it's a good attraction. It ages perfectly. It still, you know, seems fresh every time you see it. And for those reasons, Donald Duck from Mickey's Magic is my number seven. Number six, I think a, uh, a lot of you will agree that this character needs to be on the list. My number six is... Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Madame Leota, my number six. From the Haunted Mansion, such an iconic character. You know her just by hearing that one line or hearing, you know, one of her quotes from the ride. Uh, you see her inside the ride, inside the, uh, like, the crystal ball. I believe she was in the Haunted Mansion movie that came out with Eddie Murphy. Like I've kind of said before, not the best movie, uh, but they are giving it a reboot. And there's a pretty good chance that the Madame Leota character uh, will be able to see her on screen again. And hopefully this time it's a little more uh, memorable. But she's plenty memorable from the ride Haunted Mansion, 
very spooky, very eerie. Her voice, uh, you know that scene in the ride where you're, you're going through and you see her head inside the, the crystal ball and she's, you know, uttering those words almost like a spell. And it's just creepy and eerie and it's very memorable, you know, with Halloween, you know, coming up next month, it fits. Uh, iconic character. And yeah, I think, uh, I think plenty of you guys will agree that Madame Leota is a top 10 best attraction character. On to the top five. I think so far I have a pretty good mix of classic, iconic characters and a couple surprise ones. Uh, you know, Madame Leota, I think, uh, I think it helps my case here. But let's move on. My number five pick is... Now you're probably thinking right now, who, who could it be? The Haunted Mansion music? What? My number five, the Graveyard Caretaker and his dog. Now hear me out here. This is arguably one of the most iconic scenes of the entire Haunted Mansion ride. And, you know, this is the part where you're just going into the graveyard. Your vehicle is, has just rotated backwards. And you see the, the poor graveyard caretaker with his dog out at night with the lantern shivering because he's scared because there's ghosts everywhere. And to me, a little bit of a sentimental pick because, again, this is a character, you know, the the, the guy and the dog uh, combined that we've always loved. Uh, ever since I was a kid, when we would go on that ride and I would ride it with my dad, you know, we'd get to that scene, he'd go, look, that's me, that's me and our dog, that's me and Volley, that was our dog's name. And, you know, ever since I was like five years old, like, he would always point it out, like, that was him, like, he'd be the caretaker with his dog, you know, going out to see what's going on and seeing ghosts everywhere and just shivering in terror from what he sees. Um, you know, it's, I feel like it's got somewhat of a following because I've seen, you know, uh, certain merchandise with the, the caretaker and the dog. And, you know, if you're, if you're a dog fan like I am, you just love dogs, um, I feel like you own something, whether it's an ornament or a statue of this pretty iconic, you know, one of the, uh, one of the attractions that has a, has a dog in it. And again, you know, back to the Haunted Mansion theming, it's, it's a great ride. It fits. And, uh, yeah, to me, you know, maybe five is too high for him, but I, I got to add in that, that sentimental value of riding it with my dad and him pointing out that, uh, that's him and our dog. So number five, the caretaker and his dog. On to the final four. I think you'll all appreciate my number four pick. It's a classic. My number four is... And that reservoir keeps five gallons of water hot and just three buckets of coal. Oh, well, that sure beats jobbing wood. And isn't our new ice box a beauty? Look at that. Holds 50 pounds of ice. Milk doesn't sour as quick as it used to. And our dog Rover here keeps the water in the drip pan from overflowing. John from Carousel of Progress the classic attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I don't think he has a last name. I think we've always kind of referred to him as uh, John Progress. He's pretty much the, the star and the narrator of the, uh, the show at the Magic Kingdom, like I said. And, you know, uh, you know classic attraction, uh, very quotable. And I just have, I have a soft spot for these, these attractions that have been around for a while. You know, Carousel of Progress was was debuted back at the you know, at the World's Fair in like the '60s. Um, you know, it's been at the Magic Kingdom for a while, and 
I don't know. It's just the, the way he narrates and kind of, you know, guides you, you know, through time, how things have changed. It's a very likable show. It has a very catchy song in it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. You know, again, him and his dog Rover, you know, big dog person. So that gives him some bonus points, some funny interactions, just the way he kind of interacts with his family in the show. It's funny. Kind of see how he changes through time. Uncle Orville, I kind of take all of that into uh, consideration. But yeah, John Progress, I think it's hard to argue against that character. Um, Again, a a big thing is just recognition. When you think of Carousel of Progress, you think of him. You know, he's he's the star of it. Maybe you think of Uncle Orville. I quote him a lot too. And you know, I've just always been intrigued by that by that attraction and you know, just going through different like technological advances and inventions through time. I've always found it interesting, even as a little kid, you know, maybe some kids find it boring. Um, I don't know how you can find it boring as a kid. Cause you sit in a theater, you think like you're in a movie theater and then like the room spins. So I always thought that was cool. Uh, but you know, like the show with all the, the inventions and stuff, he met, he mentions like Babe Ruth and like the radio he mentions, uh, he mentions it's like getting something to drink, like a sarsaparilla or something, you know, one of those old timey drinks and, uh, yeah, classic character, classic attraction, very recognizable, very quotable. And for those reasons, he is my number four and we're on to the top three. You know, I put on Instagram asking you guys, you know, what your favorite character was or who you thought the best character was. And I feel a little better about my list now because, uh, I'm seeing some similar names. So it makes me feel a little better, but on to my number three. My number three is Br'er Rabbit. Now, I gotta say, he probably makes this list because I'm such a huge fan of the Splash Mountain ride. And before we get into it a little more, like this is strictly based off the the Splash Mountain ride. I know there's some controversy behind this attraction and and the movie that came out years ago. Uh, I don't want to get into any of that, but this is just strictly based on the attraction. I always liked the character Br'er Rabbit. I don't know. uh, Just always felt like a popular character to me. Like when I was a kid, like you you obviously know, like Mickey Mouse is, is the main, you know, character, the main front of Disney. But I always thought like Br'er Rabbit was like a a bigger character than he actually was for some reason. I want to say, you know, that may be partly due to the fact that it kind of reminded me of Bugs Bunny, you know, another big character. So even like as a kid, I just always thought Br'er Rabbit was like this huge Disney character when in fact it's, you really just see him in the Splash Mountain attraction. And, you know, I always liked getting Splash Mountain like merchandise and souvenirs and stuff, even as a kid. You know, T-shirts, keychains, pins, you know, whatever it was. I just always liked, you know, Br'er Rabbit. He was always kind of front and center, uh, you know, the the logo behind that attraction. And uh, I think we can all agree it's a very popular attraction. It's been around a long time now. And, you know, it could be going away soon, which makes you kind of appreciate these characters a little more. Uh, you know, it's a fun ride. I, I've talked about it on previous episodes. I have a lot of uh, good memories on Splash Mountain. You know, that was the ride as a kid when I used to go with my whole family that like pretty much all of us would go on. There was nine of us that would go to Disney and all and eight of us would go on the ride. My grandma would sit out and hold all of our bags. Uh, So a lot of good family pictures and memories on this attraction. So that plays a role. 
you know, it's got the catchy songs. Br'er Rabbit is, you know, a huge part of like the storyline and this and the songs. You can hear him singing. So, you know, I think a, a very likable character, um, and one that I think we'll we'll all kind of miss once uh, Splash Mountain gets changed over to Princess and the Frog. But I have I have to have him on my list. He had to be high, so I feel like number three is a good spot for Br'er Rabbit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, top two. Here we go. Now, before I give away my number one pick, I'm going to go through honorable mentions. So these top two, this was hard to choose. This was very hard. You could probably guess uh, one of the characters, but my number two is... That's right, it's Figment. Now, what kind of a top 10 list would I have if Figment was not on it? Arguably one of the best original Disney characters of all time. A staple of Epcot and the Journey into Imagination ride. You know, there's been a few different um, versions of the ride. The latest one maybe not be as popular as the original back in the day. But, you know, you still get a a pretty good dose of Figment. The fun-loving purple dragon dinosaur thing and a very lovable character very recognizable you know it's like i said um you know one of the faces of epcot when you really think about it you know ever since i was a kid you know going to epcot like one of the few you know remaining things that was there you know is figment you know the the attraction used to have more of the Dreamfinder which may be on, on some of your guys' list, but, you know, to me, like, the Dreamfinder just wasn't just wasn't around enough. I didn't really, you know, see of him. He's got a small part in the ride. Yeah, I know he used to walk around Epcot with Figment. I have a picture uh, with my mom when I was, had to be two or three years old, getting my picture taken with Dreamfinder and Figment, and I am screaming <laughs> terrified uh, in the picture. Uh, I guess he used to scare me when I was younger. But, you know, that's why Figment makes the list. It's got to make the list. He's, he's such a great character, um, an original character. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised he's not, you know, featured more in other Disney, uh, you know, forms of entertainment. Like, we've never seen uh, that I know of, you know, like a Figment cartoon or movie or seen him appear in anything like that. You would think, you know, he's kind of made for being in a cartoon. How has he not been in, you know, have his own cartoon series on Toon Disney in the 90s? That I'll never understand. You know, even nowadays with like Disney Plus, I feel like you could create something with them or, you know, even put up like base a movie off him in the Dream, Dream Finder, I think would be cool. Maybe that's maybe that's me being biased. You know, he's my number two character and I'm wanting him in a movie and a cartoon and stuff. But I do think he has that sort of following. You know, I know... Um, I'm pretty sure my sister and my mom, like if I were to ask them their favorite uh, characters, they would both say Figment. My mom loves Figment. Even to this day, every time we go, she's got to get something, uh, you know, a Figment souvenir. 
think her most recent purchase was like one of those figment. What do they call them? It's like a sleeping. It's like a sleeping figment, like plush that uh, she just wanted for whatever reason. You know, she loves figment and, you know, he's a cute, makes a cool uh, stuffed animal. But yeah, figment, I think is a pretty easy choice. You know, the one of the faces of Epcot, very recognizable, quotable, fun attraction. And for those reasons, he is my number two. All right. Like I said, before I give you my number one pick, let's get this huge list of honorable mentions out of the way. <laughs> you know, like I said at the start of the podcast, I started off uh, brainstorming by, by just uh, writing down like every attraction character that I could think of or liked. And I had I had close to 30 uh, characters. So I'm just going to go th- go through some of the few that uh, were very close to making my list. We got uh, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, that was a big deal when they added him to the ride. Um, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I wanted to include a character um, on my list, but like I couldn't like pick just one. Like to me, honestly, the most iconic you know, character from that ride is the group of like three pirates in the prison cell with the dog with the keys. But, you know, that's like combining like four characters into one. That's more of a scene rather than a character. You know, if anything, I would probably would have picked just the dog with the keys in his mouth, but it was close. And then, you know, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. Um, also very close to making the top 10. You know, that was such a big deal that when, when they added him into the attraction, he was on the cover that animatronic was on the cover of the Magic Magic Kingdom park maps for a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have a few of those still. Uh, but also on my list, I got Trader Sam from Jungle Cruise. You know, iconic character, uh, maybe a little controversial. You know, they just removed him. But, you know, you're, you know you're an iconic character when they, you know, you're from a Jungle Cruise attraction. They build, like, you know, th- themed bars and restaurants after your name. You know, there's Trader Sam's Grotto. Uh, is a popular spot. Uh, let's see. We have the Yeti from Expedition Everest. Now, maybe if he was still moving and grooving um, and working uh, properly, maybe he would have made the list. You know, when that's such a huge animatronic, and uh, but the fact that it's been broken for so long, I just I don't think I could have put him on my list. We have Tom Morrow. Now, this one, like you know, you hear you hear his name. Uh, when you ride the People Mover, it's, you know you hear him say, "Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow." Um, but other than that, I don't know if there's any character in the park. Um, no, there used to be that robot on Disney Channel, I believe, that was called Tom Morrow, and maybe he was in the park for a little bit. But since he's only mentioned briefly in the People Mover ride, I couldn't add him. Uh, I have this, the some of the birds from the Tiki Room, iconic attraction, Sunny Eclipse. Um, Ellen from Ellen's, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres from Ellen's Energy Adventure, uh, at Epcot. Uh, that was a popular one. Like a celebrity actually had a, uh, animatronic character. Uh, you know, here, here's one, another pre-ride video. Um, Patrick Warburton, the pre-ride video for Soren, Pretty iconic. Everyone knows him as, uh, Joe Swanson from Family Guy. And every time we go on Soren, I get yelled at by either my sister or my fiance for embarrassing them because while we're in line, I'm always like, "Hey, Peter, welcome to Sword." But uh, he almost made my list. Hopefully, that wasn't too cringe for you. Uh, then the last couple ones I had that were close: the Lazy-eyed Hippo from "It's a Small World," 
the the one scene with the hippo that doesn't have the eye that blinks. And then finally, the great movie ride, the mobster cast member, uh, very quotable. And, um, you know, that would have been a cool one to add since it was an actual live person. Um, But it makes the honorable mentions list. And that's, yeah, I think that about does it for those. Let's get into my number one pick. Ah, there you are. And just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. My number one pick, top ten Walt Disney World attraction characters, the hitchhiking ghosts. Now I'm grouping them all together, because that's how we know them. But the Hitchhiking Ghosts, I love everything about them. I think they're just so cool. Fits the ride perfectly. You know, you have that scene at the end of the attraction where you know, you're sitting in your car and they have like the, the the special effects that make it seem like they're sitting in the car with you. You have the spooky narration of saying that they're going to follow you home. And I just love everything about them. You know, I love getting souvenirs and any sort of collectibles I can of them. I have some Funko Pops. You know, my mom has some statues and cool stuff of them. And I think uh, they just released some action figures, like collectible action figures or, you know, figurines of the Hitchhiking Ghosts. And I want to say the company is Super 7 and they uh, they release a lot of like movie kind of retro stuff. So if, if you got time, uh, look it up online. The, the figures, they're like small, just basic figures. But they, they almost look like retro figures, like rec- retro toys from like the 80s and 90s. You know, this company, they do like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers too, I believe, uh, among other things. But they have like the Hitchhiking Ghosts. And just having them just in the package, I think, is a very cool collectible. Love how they look. Very iconic. Um, I don't remember if they were in the movie with Eddie Murphy. I think they, they had to be, right? You know, well, if not, you know, the reboot, I hope they do. You know, I remember there was a YouTube video uh, not too long ago, a few years back, of it was like Jack Black, uh, Jason Siegel, and someone else. They dressed up as the Hitchhiking Ghost for some sort of like Disney promotional thing, and it was amazing. Like, Disney dropped the ball with, you know, that should have been, a, they should have had like their own movie or spinoff or something, because that would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, I love the Hitchhiking Ghost. Always have. You know, around Halloween time now, um, it fits perfectly. And, you know, like I said, making this list, it's top 10, like in my opinion. And I, you know, I said it's going to be like a combination of my favorite, the best, iconic. And the Hitchhiking Ghosts, to me, it checks all the boxes. You know, I I like the characters. I think they're cool. Um, You know, I think that's very iconic. One of the most iconic characters out of any you know, Disney attraction of all time, um, you know, the Haunted Mansion, um, you know, this is what the, the number three character on my list from the Haunted Mansion. And I probably, you know, I didn't include in my honorable mentions, but you know, the, I think the hat box ghost was another popular one. And maybe also the, uh, the bride in the attic scene. Um, it just seems like, like you could just pick a, a name out of a hat, any character from the Haunted Mansion, it would make almost any top 10 list. But you know, I feel confident in putting them at number one. 
uh, let me know what you guys think. The hitchhiking ghosts are they as cool as uh, as I think, or uh, am I kind of uh, overrating them here? But that that wraps up my top ten list. You know, overall, I think I feel pretty confident. Good mix of classic, iconic characters, couple uh, maybe surprise ones in there, and you know, like I said, it's just tough to not pick them and leave out like the sentimental, you know, value. You know, characters like the the caretaker and his dog and Donald Duck and Mickey's Philhar Magic, they just, you know, I've just always, always loved. So it's hard for me to not have them on my list. Before we wrap things up on this episode, let's get some input from you guys. Put a story on my Instagram asking you who your favorite character was or who you thought the best Walt Disney World attraction character was. Got a lot of good ones, a lot of repeats. My buddy Donnie said uh, John from Carousel of Progress and Br'er Rabbit were two of his favorite characters. Obviously, those two were in my my top five. But also, I want to give a shout-out to him and his wife. Um, they're now parents, so they're going to be raising a young Disney fan. So hopefully uh, hopefully soon he can experience his first Disney trip. Uh, some other ones, I got uh, Slinky Dog that was sent in from 72 Grand Torino. You know, I always loved the Slinky Dog character from Toy Story, and now, uh, you know, we get to see him in his own roller coaster. Maximus and stuff said Sunny Eclipse and Tom Morrow. Yep, two of them that made my honorable mentions. Joe Becker 04 said Figment. Uh, a few people said Figment. Uh, Cursed P33 said Figment. Um, M. Skinner 23 said Figment and Big Al from the Country Bears. Can't really go wrong there. Um, under a tooth said Br'er Rabbit. Good to see that that's a, uh, a popular one. And, you know, obviously we could be missing, uh, once Splash Mountain changes over. Theme Park Snacks said the Hatbox Ghost. Also Figment and the Orange Bird. Okay, the Orange Bird. Yeah. That's a, that's such a popular character that I've never really gotten attached to. You know, I, I, I don't really get the hype behind it. I don't know why and how that kind of blew up but uh, you know this the orange bird merchandise i know is super popular and i don't know i just i've never really gotten into that character emmy belvin said madam leota good one makes the list uh, gotta have her on the list uh this name i hope i don't say it too wrong but it's safa nasimzad said the scientist from the flight of passage pre-ride video that's a newer one that's a newer one you know my thing about that pre-ride videos is that it's a little too long for me so that makes me like take out my anger on him i just want to hurry up and get through and get to the ride but you know i gotta I, you know i love those uh pre-ride videos Lindsay newman said dr seeker all right another dr seeker fan c pruitt said uh, Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean and Rod Serling. Now, for you, for those of you who don't know who that is, that's the guy from the Tower of Terror pre-ride video, the host of the Twilight Zone. Uh, that's a good one. He sh he should have been on my honorable mentions for sure. Uh, such an iconic voice and iconic actor. Nolan Stocker says Patrick Warburton from Soren. Welcome to Soren. I'll just keep doing my impression for you. Uh, D. Kyle Funderburk says Kylo Ren from Rise of the Resistance. That's a newer one. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see that if you're if you're a big um, Star Wars fan, I can see that one. 
Uh, Laura E. Coelho says, John from Carousel of Progress and Dr. Seeker. Look at that. Two of them that are on my list. Glad to see a uh, another Dr. Seeker. Uh, C.W. Plax, 25. Thank you again for the review. They said, John from Carousel of Progress. He's, uh, he's been popping up a lot. Sprinkled Sarah says, The Hatbox Ghost. Running Rev says, Patrick Warburton from the Soren video. Indiana James says Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean because every once in a while, if you're lucky, he'll surprise you. Yeah, that would that would be pretty cool. I've seen those videos where you know he surprised the uh, the guests uh, by actually dressing up as as Jack Sparrow and and you know sitting with the animatronics. So that'd be pretty cool to see. And our last one for today is from Brer Burke. Brer Rabbit is their favorite character or the one they think they're the best based on your username. I'm not too surprised, but again, that's, uh, that's our last one. A lot of good ones. Can't really go wrong. You know, Disney's had so many classic attraction characters and this kind of, this kind of, you know, circles back to a, a point I like to make a lot during this podcast. I missed the original theming from Disney and we just threw, we just went through my list and my honorable mentions and your suggestions and look at, you know, how many characters are you know, original characters, you know, um, besides, you know, Donald Duck I have on there, but like, you know, no one from the Frozen ride is on my list. You know, there's just like a special attachment to some of these characters and especially the original characters, you know, like for example, like I, I love the Toy Story Mania ride or I, I would never list Buzz or Woody from that ride as one of my favorite attraction characters because you know, I, I see them as movie characters. I don't know them as attraction characters like Haunted Mansion. You know, the, the pre-ride videos we see like in Dinosaur and Soren, and even, you know, Flight of Passage. There's just a different level of attachment to those characters. But before I ramble on anymore, that, uh, that pretty much wraps up our episode for this week. This was, this was really fun. I love doing an episode that's just strictly a top 10 list. You know, it's, uh, I don't have to do too much research. I can just kind of, uh, you know, write down my thoughts and just kind of go from there. Whereas like other episodes, I like to do some research and stuff beforehand. So I kind of sound like I know what I'm talking about, but just want to thank you guys again for listening. If you're not already, check me out on Instagram, Disney world today, all one word. And as always, my uh, my DMs are always open. Love talking Disney. If I post something that you agree with, disagree with, want to add something, if you see something cool, you know, send it my way. Love interacting with you guys. Love talking Disney. You know, you guys get me. You you know. And uh, you know, if you listen to this, and uh, send me your list. Send me, you know, if there's characters that you agreed with, disagree with. If there's anyone I left off the list, uh, let me know. If you can, head over to the iTunes, Apple podcast page. Check out my homepage. Uh, if you click on there and you leave me a, a review, I'll be sure to shout you out next week. Whether it's a five-star or one-star, still haven't decided there. But uh, I'll give you a shout-out, and it's always much appreciated. And if you're looking for anything else to listen to in the meantime, I do have another podcast that I record and, and produce with one of my closest friends it's all about marvel superheroes it's called the marvelous podcast it's m-a-r-v-e-l-u-s podcast uh, we just put up a new episode uh this week so if you're interested check that out 
just two guys talking Marvel if you're into it. And until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse.